Clarita here, and I've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. If you want to release your music into the world, DistroKid's the easiest way to get your music into all the major streaming platforms, unlimited uploads, and keep 100% of your royalties. And because you're a Design Freaks listener, you get 30% off. Go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash Design Freaks. DistroKid. This episode is sponsored by Isotope. Their audio software like RX helps to clean up my recordings, and they have a ton of other products on their site, isotope.com. Right now, Ruinous Media and Fretboard Journal listeners save 10% at checkout on any Isotope plugin or bundle using the code FRET10. Isotope designs award-winning software, plugins, hardware, and mobile apps, powered by the highest quality audio processing, machine learning, and strikingly intuitive interfaces, so you can focus on your craft. So if you have a podcast or produce music, go to isotope.com slash ruinous and shop their award-winning audio production products and save 10% off your order with the code FRET10. Make your audio sound better. Hello and welcome to the Design Freaks podcast. Um, This is a show about record covers, graphic design, music history, design history, anything I want to talk about, artists, musicians. Uh, My name is Clarita. I'm a Seattle-based graphic designer, artist, record collector, and I was just thinking, um, I started this podcast in 2018, and I am so glad I went with the decision not to call my listeners uh, something cute, like freaks, like, what's up, freaks? Aren't you glad? (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, Anyways, welcome to episode 27, and happy new year, 2021. Wow, that was too much, too much reverb. What could possibly go wrong in 20? 21. I can't think of a damn thing. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm too superstitious to say things like that. Sorry. Um, anyways, we already know what could go wrong. Lots of crazy stuff. By now you've listened to like 20 podcasts about the Capitol building takeover. Uh, me and Jesse do talk about it. We recorded this on Friday. There's so many hot takes going around. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of speculation. Um, I try to stay kind of stable in my thinking and not drive myself crazy because I am capable of doing that. I really enjoyed talking to Jesse during that time because um, this time, because Jesse is very wise and uh, Jesse uh, is from Seattle and has been living in a few different places for different reasons. We'll talk about it. Uh, but anyways, Jesse Lortz is a multimedia artist. Uh, he's now based in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, formerly of Seattle, Washington. Uh, he is at Dracula's flute. Um, so he's an artist, designer, musician, 
And uh, some of his music projects have included case studies, the Fifo Fums, and the Duchess and the Duke. He just released his annual Dirty Clouds calendar. Adorable. We talk about the cloud character that he invented. Um, and it's a gender-neutral, sentient cloud being who have all kinds of adventures and all kinds of kinky sex. Okay? So <laughs> we talk about, like, the origin story of that project and, of course, you know, all the current stuff that's going on. And in the, it's not just about the MAGA chuds anymore. We talk about Ariel Pink and give our theories behind that. Is it crack? Is it racism? Is it a generous helping of both? Yes, probably all of it. Um, anyways, thank you for listening. Please share, rate, review, all that stuff. Um, uh, go to my website, as always, you know, uh, designfreakspodcast.com. And you can get to all my socials from there and see extra photos from this episode. I want to try to put up, you know, animation. And I want to try to do more, like, little videos and stuff like that. Um, I included some of Jesse's music in this episode. There are a few songs that he sent me and then also a project from his band camp uh, under the name Light Splitters. Okay, and enjoy this conversation with Jesse Lortz about all of the things and take care. And I'm really bad at ending this part, so I'm just gonna stop. Hi. Hey. I am also having a little toast because it's six o'clock where you are. Right. Hey. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. So you're back in Atlanta. And by the way, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. <laughs> uh, 2021. Uh, nothing weird's happening. Slow new yeah. time. Yeah. It's super chill, you know. Super chill. God, I, you know, if yeah. the Simpsons would stop predicting yeah. that, then maybe it would stop oh happening. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, that's how that's, things don't just manifest out of nowhere, you know. Spooky. Um, so it's been a while since I've talked to you. Hello. You've uh, yeah. lived in two different cities, right? Since Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, depending on when, when we saw it. I don't, I'm even trying to think of the last time. God. It might have been at Beats and Bohos at your performance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so then, yeah, it's been Seattle, Atlanta, El Paso, Atlanta. I was just traveling, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and I came out here to do some recording with a homie of mine, mm -hmm. Jason Boyer, uh, who, I don't know, are you familiar with Nerve City? Um, no. I will be. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I think it, I think you might enjoy it. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, we were going to do some recordings, and I ended up meeting up with an old homie of mine and falling in love and getting married and it was a really big reset congratulations by the way <laughs> thanks yeah that's awesome yeah thank you um yeah and then we lived in atlanta in her old place for a while and then started to head west uh where i'm from and just kind of starting a new life and 
we stopped off in El Paso to visit my mom. And just a long story short, uh, we kind of needed to stay there and help her take care of some stuff. And mm-hmm. going to El Paso was a really gnarly thing. Yeah. Uh, it was good in the end, but like going through it was really like we were t- helping take care of my mom and mm. uh, basically like in a place where we didn't know anybody. It was just like a whole different thing. Yeah. My stepmom is from El Paso and I've been there a lot to visit her family mm-hmm. and my dad and she lived there for a while. It felt very bleak. You know, that's yeah. how it is over there, but it's like, God, it's such a long drive from Austin to 10 hours. Yes. El Paso is like very desolate, very isolated. There are like, of course, some like amazing people there and like amazing spots and like things happening there, especially now. Um, but like, it was a trip for somebody that had like never lived anywhere other than, you know, Seattle or like Olympia or Maple Valley, like, or, you know, in that area. So it was, a it was an education for sure. Cause like we showed up and like, I mean, we had a little bit of money, but like just enough to like get an apartment and our apartment was 400 bucks. So it was totally like, we didn't have any, we had like our pots and pans and like our dogs, our dog and like our cats. And like we rented the apartment across from my mom where she was living, which was like, it was, it was just so different. Anything. I can't think of a place more different other than like Florida or mm-hmm. Alaska. I mean, not even Alaska. Alaska is pretty similar to here in a way. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's almost as different as you can get. We 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 lived there. We lived we lived in El Paso for about a little bit less than four years. Like we we helped my mom out with her stuff, and she ended up passing away, and we. Uh, took care of her, you know, her estate and just kind of like handled that. And then it was like, we were still there for like a year because it was just like COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And we were, I mean, we, we had been going back and forth between like moving to the East Bay or we didn't know any other place because any other place would just be the same thing, just starting over, you know? And like, I had been roasting coffee. I, one of the good things about that time was like, I learned how to roast coffee. I've been, I had been like roasting coffee for three years. Um, when we finally decided that it was just we're like, we got to get out of here. We're so far away from anything that like mm-hmm. is going to help us like feel rejuvenated. And like, it's just not our scene, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so we were just like, well, let's go back to Atlanta. And, uh, Megan got a hold of her old landlord. We ended up moving back into the house that she had lived in before. Awesome. Um, yeah. So like we're back in the same spot, which is the ep- which is like John Lewis's district. Wow. So it's actually it's like DeKalb County, Fulton County. Like this is like where all of that stuff just flipped. Oh and my it, god! It's been such a huge shift of energy which has actually been kind of like really intense too, like to go from being surrounded by like Trump flags and everywhere you look, it's like the enemy, 
you know, mm-hmm. and then like to being back in this place, which is now getting, you know, the opposite, which is just so huge and it's so amazing that it's getting so much attention. And well, but it's also like surrounded outside of that, you're surrounded by a lot of the people that just tried to take over the capital, you know? Yeah. And they, that the state was, was for Trump, right? During the election. Yeah. I mean, all around, if you look at the map, everything else other than like the major cities, it's all red. It's all red. So same with Washington. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, exactly. So Mm -hmm. that's just how like rural areas are like, you Mm -hmm. know, all those times when you drive through like Chehalis and there's like that mm-hmm. Uncle Sam billboard that's just oh, like, oh God, well, right? somebody just, yeah, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I heard it's public property though, so there's nothing they can do about it. Like, sure. Well, I mean, that's the thing too. It's like, that's what we're seeing is them flexing or uh, whatever. <laughs> so, speaking of that crazy, takeover of the Capitol that happened on Wednesday. Um, We're recording, listeners were recording on the Friday after the Capitol takeover. Um, So at this point, we don't know what happens from here, but um, I want to ask what you think about Ariel Pink. What the hell is that all about? I don't know. I saw some stuff about that. Do you know him? No, not personally. And I know of him. I know of Ariel Pink, but like it's wild, you know. I mean, it's just like people being uh, maybe contrarian. Being contrarian, sure, yeah. I mean, I've been, I've, I've certainly like done and said things just to be like contrarian, but like, yeah. I mean, it's at a whole different level. I mean. That's just straight up. I think it's saying contrarian is me maybe making excuses and not wanting to say he's just a white supremacist and that's how it is. And he's in our community. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it's just like any, I mean, it's like any community there's, you know, going to be different. It's so silly calling it a difference of opinion when it's like a, we're not going to see eye to eye on this, Mm-mm. but, but your point of view is like, dismissive of human life your point of view is dismissive of anybody that's not doesn't look like you or it's just that's not like a point of view that you can really like support you know yeah and what's crazy about it is the record or the music industry that he's a part of i mean people are just losing their mind for that right now because he's so outnumbered you know, in his own industry that. It's- of course. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, and if it, I mean, yeah, that's, it's, but then again, I mean, rock and roll, the whole, I mean, I mean, that's kind of like the whole basis of like rock and roll, right. Is mm-hmm. misogyny and like, that's, I've certainly like, I've written songs that like, it's nuts. Like I, Mm-hmm. I'll go back and listen to like songs I wrote, you know, ten years ago, mm-hmm. however long ago. But it was just like, man, I fucking said that, really. <laughs> yeah, totally. One of the things that sucks so bad is that like, this is what my whole phrasing and my whole concept of music was rooted in, 
And it's like, fuck, I go to listen back to these old songs. I'm like, no, man, <laughs> no, no. 90% of the songs I listen to just make me just not mm-hmm. only my own songs, but like classics, fucking classic oldies, pretty much like 99% of every oldie is like a fucked up concept that's being like blasted onto the airwaves. Like, and people are saying it to themselves over and over when they're doing these fucking washing a car or like driving stuck in traffic or whatever. It's like, it's a whole structure. Yeah. And it, and it is rooted in design. Um, what do you mean by rooted in design? You mean the, the design of, of uh, society in general? Yeah. I mean, it's all broken down into different like uh, pursuits or like branches or whatever, but it's all like, and it's a reasonable, it's a really important thing to think about. How do you, how do you create a structure for billions of different people that are all going to like take all of this information and synthesize it in completely different ways because they're all at totally different points in mm-hmm. reality. The people that really think about like how societies are going to be structured outside of capitalism are, I don't want to like ramble on and on, but like it's a, the fucking thing doesn't work. We're going through this process of this like Greek idea from like mm-hmm. thousands of years ago and like it clearly doesn't fucking work mm-hmm. even for the people that because all the people that are rich that are like making all this money it doesn't really you can't take it with you yeah and it's it's like a pyramid scheme it only works for the top part laws can be changed i mean democracy the whole point of a democracy is you can change stuff that's not working right like yeah that's all we're saying it's, is so, it's not working for everyone it's so, it's so fucking slow though right <laughs> so slow. like the well it's designed to be slow for you mm-hmm. and for and that's also designed to be slow for all the fucking like people out there with their guns and their stockpiles yeah in in another 30 years we can have like a whole different government a whole different system but there isn't going to be anything left mm-hmm. i'm not trying to like be a bummer and that's i guess the thing like why i started trying the dirty clouds was like <laughs> well, yeah let's talk about the clouds are you like maybe pausing on on recording anything now anything new are you focusing on your you seem like you're really busy lately yeah it's since we moved here, I mean, it's like a whole different, it's a whole different game. Like, I mean, the economy is completely different here. So it's like, oh, just hustle, which is good, you know. Um, but yeah, with the music, it's been, I, I've been getting really into electronic music and just like messing around with sampling and like just listening to raindrops and, you know, trying to like appreciate sound for just sounds sake and feel the cymatics of it and i always say it's songs versus music sometimes you just gotta go to music yeah Yeah, i think that's a great way to put it yeah it's it's yeah and i make up songs for i make up songs about popcorn and like how to cook things and (laughs) i'm singing all the time but it's not it's like whenever i sit down to like write a song it's always just goes right back into like 
this groove that I'm like, man. Mm-hmm. So just kind of like, yeah, I just put that down and just kind of shifted to cartooning. Which, I love like, it so much. <laughs> I'm looking at my Thank you. Um, my new 2021 calendar, which um, I want to, I'll put up a, like a link to, is it Floss? Your, your friend's yeah. Floss. But yeah, so how many years have you been doing the, the calendar, the cloud calendar? Well, this is the third year in a row that we've done it. And uh-huh. the first year, I guess, kind of like going back to like the El Paso days, it was like we, it was like I would draw a shirt and like try and sell it on Instagram to try and like get some money for beer and like to go towards our light. You know, we were just hustling there and um i started drawing just like a piece on a piece of cardboard like let's map out the month let's figure out like when mm-hmm. we gotta do this we gotta do that and then um and then the next month we just get another piece of cardboard and like do that and at the same time i was drawing more and just like kind of i guess developing the dirty clouds characters a little bit more and uh was just like, wow, well, maybe I can, maybe I can do like a twelve months of this, and it took me. For, it was like it took forever to like. I drew it out in pencil and like traced mm-hmm. it in pen and like uh-huh. went to the library and scanned them and like I got my homie like helped me out and uh, set me up with a computer so I was like had Photoshop so I could do all the color separations oh, and it was good. like. Yeah, and we ended up like it was. It was awesome, and then I, I, I like, I had this calendar of this character that like was just wandering through the year, I guess, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, and then the next year we did it again, and this year, oh my god, so detailed. I hope it's just getting like so complex, and then the amount of colors you're able to do so many runs. How many like four runs through on the Riso machine? I think I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure he has a two color machine so he can run it through twice. Okay. Uh, but it's, it's, it's just red or it's hot pink, yellow and cyan and black. That's it. Everything else is like in Photoshop. It's just like a layer. I'll send you the files because it's totally like, it's a really easy way to color so that it's ready to print so you don't have to do color separations or anything like that oh i would love that yeah i mean well so the first the first year i'm doing it i'm like drawing it and then inking it i'm like oh i messed up like i gotta draw it again i went through so much paper which we didn't i didn't we didn't have money for paper like Mm -hmm. i can't go spend 15 dollars on like a pad of paper Mm -hmm. (laughs) like so now i gotta i took I got a tablet, so I'm actually just drawing them all 100% digitally now. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm not even really sketch. I mean, I'll sketch when I'm like, I just want to hang out and like smoke some weed and kind of just zone out and explore some ideas. But all the final art I do, I'm just like sitting here with like Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Well, it looks awesome. Is- yeah. Thanks. I got into like making flyers and all that stuff through like the copy machine. And it was just when 
they had stopped like for you could i started doing this when they had just gotten rid of all of their two color copy machines which were mm-hmm. probably risographs that were just like black and red mm-hmm. so you could do like two colors but then you were stuck just doing like one color or full color mm-hmm. when i started like doing getting into making flyers and stuff before photoshop was like I couldn't even think about making flyers in Photoshop that would look like a flyer you would make on a copy machine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, yeah, there's no way. <laughs> well, I think Car- Carlos, Carlos Ruiz, I think he's like, he, he does drawing Xerox and then puts it in Photoshop. I believe I don't want to talk out of school, okay. but uh, I believe sure. that's the case. Okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, whatever. Whatever makes sense. Yeah, it. I don't think you can duplicate. I was talking to, to Perry Shal about that, and people mm-hmm. ask him, what Photoshop brushes are you using? And he's like, bitch, I'm not using any brush. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, but I'm like, yeah, but you own a Xerox machine. Not everybody can do that. Like, you have a big yeah. face. Um, yeah. But it looks so crunchy and so good. Yeah, it's all like blown out. I mean, that's shrink it down there's things that you have to do to like make the contrast change you can't just like swipe and the contrast changes you have to like shrink it down blow it back up Mm -hmm. so that it gets rid of all that detail there's like all those little things that you have that like you figure out by looking at other artists who have like art chantry or like Mm -hmm. all of those artists that were kind of like doing xerox stuff and even art chantry was like still doing like paste ups like color paste ups and stuff like that. So it was like, it's just a trickle down. Mm-hmm. Like, and now, I, I mean, I mean, I guess I've got a copy machine too. I've got like a scanner, printer, yeah. copier. So like, yeah, you just print it out. That's what I used to do with text. Was to like print it out on the computer. Shrink it when I did like the Funhouse calendars and stuff. Like. It would be like, I would just print out, like, type it up on the computer, print it out, shrink it down, blow it up, and now it looks blown out. Yeah. So then you can cut and paste it and, like, but even then you're still working with black and white. So it's, like, color it in with, make it, invert it positive to negative, and then color it in with Sharpies so you can get, like, three or four colors. Ah, this is good. I've never, I didn't know that trick, the inverting. Yeah, that's you can you can invert it and then like if you're doing a and cover cover up all the like cut lines and stuff and then reverse it again. It's just like ah sneaky. Yeah, there's lots of little tricks. I love that. Um, and then so did you do the same method? I'm assuming for you have a mini calendar this year. The big calendar, the main one for 2021, is like a wholesome cloud calendar, a little bit more wholesome. Um, there's still love and, and you know, some fun stuff going on. There's a jazzercise <laughs> class. <laughs> so cute. It's yeah. clouds wearing leg warmers and there's stuff going on outside the window. It's just so involved. You feel like you're in this little scene and there's a boombox. But then you have a little mini, um, what is it called? Dirty cloud? Yeah. Yeah, they're dirty clouds. That's what I call them. Yeah. And where did that idea come from? The character came out of, um, I started like 
I started studying animation and thinking about animation and trying to really pare down a character. And, you know, of course, when you're, well, the character is either going to look like a man or look like a woman based on lips or eyelashes or curves or whatever, clothes, all these things are like markers for gender. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to make something that was like, didn't have any of that. Um, and then I designed it. And then of course I would put them in all these like sexual scenarios. <laughs> so, yeah. So they ended up being the dirty clouds just cause they're like these just lackadaisical, uh, sort of, I don't know. I guess they just represent this like innocence and sweetness that is sort of outside of this reality mm-hmm. that we're dealing with right now, which is important. I think to like, remember is still a reality somewhere and we can sort of celebrate that in this reality mm-hmm. if that makes sense I, um, yeah i love that role that animation's always had is um you know it doesn't matter the subject matter i, I don't know i don't know what it is about it's got a very snoopy vibe where it's <laughs> not really of this world it's kind of yeah, I think you achieved what you set out to do. It's really thank cool. you. Even when they're like, yeah. one of them is you know on a leash in a you know leash and collar, and the other one, but the the one in front leading the other one doesn't look mad. They both look so happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're totally happy. They're <laughs> they're exactly where they want to be and where they're supposed to be, and and that's what's great. It's not always that way, you know. Uh. Well, maybe they're in heaven. <laughs> no, I think of them as angels. I mean, all uh, all cards on the table, I think of them as angels. I think of them as cherubs, or I think of them as, like, as mushroom clouds, too. I mean, they really represent, like, all of this different. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's like a, it's like a mascot or like a, mantra at this point it's like a visual mantra for me Mm -hmm. to like put myself into that place Mm -hmm. of just being like everything is fucking fucked and you know it you can do what you can do you know and one of the things that i can do is is draw this character that like i look at and every time i draw it, it makes me smile and people see it and it makes them smile and like that's something that's like the simplest like it just feels worthwhile i it makes me smile every time and i agree we need more of that i also saw that you've already made some valentines that are also the most adorable thing i've ever seen (laughs) some of those and then also the light switches my folks had my folks friends they had one of those in their bathroom and I remember like <laughs> looking at it. But of course, of course it was like, it wasn't this like, it was like some fat bald white guy with like a towel over his shoulder or something like that. And it, it's, that's part of the evolution of this thing, I guess is, is that it doesn't, it's not that, <laughs> that's not the go-to, you know, it's, yeah. I don't see the dirty clouds as being like having, they don't have, 
they're not that. They're not that. You know, they're just something else. And so it's fun to like play with it and have there be like a a penis or whatever, like yeah, on this thing that is t- so androgynous to me at least. Yeah, like is it is it to you? Is it it is, is it neutral? It isn't completely androgynous, and you could also do with the double light switch nipples. Maybe I'm sure you've thought about that, but because uh, <laughs> everyone has nipples, but there's also yeah. have you seen the light switch to the Jesus one? No. Oh my God! There's one. It was an accident. Somebody. It's uh-huh. um, two little kids are inside <laughs> of him, and oh, no. there's like something between. It's like maybe his robes or something. Like it's mm-hmm. not that obvious, so they didn't think you, right. your mind would go there. But it's right where it would be. So it's just like a some religious picture that's like the stale size to a light switch cover, and then oh, there's a hole there that. I get right, it. Yeah. Right, right between these two little kids, too. It's creepy. Like, oh, it's an accident. Like, is it? Know. Is it an accident? Like, no way. Um, it can't be. Uh, I wanted to ask you. First about the records you've designed, because I know you did um, on one of my episodes, um, we had Lars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bread and Butter, and he was all excited. That was right before their album came out that you drew. Um, Was that your, it can't be your first record, or was it your first? Um, It might have been the first record cover that I, like, illustrated. Okay. Um, And it was an illustration from the calendar. Like, they got a hold of me um and to do like a, a record cover and i listened to the album and i made up all these are you so you do you teach at cornish or what's your connection with I, cornish i did i i worked there full time as a um first of all i worked for the marketing team as a designer but i also okay. was adjunct instructing design okay there. oh wow so i only taught two semesters Kind of the most intense time of my life. Wow. <laughs> On top of my full-time position. Yeah. Oh, wow. Poster class, though. It was really fun. Oh, I'll bet. That's yeah. one you want to do. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Are you familiar with the staff over at Seattle Central? Oh, I went to that. That's where I graduated from. That's where you graduated, of course. Yeah. Yeah. We both went through that program. And I remember, like, so it was the illustration from the calendar that I'd done previously that year that after I had like thumbnailed it and like sketched it and listened to the album and I'm like, okay, what is going to like represent this message of this thing? And like at the end they were like, yeah, we just want to use this. And they ended up using that and, and it was cool. Like yeah. bread and brother, brother, bread and brothers. brothers. <laughs> I saw they just played on top of the, Mm-hmm. I don't know what e- businesses are even in that building anymore. Is Cha-cha. it like Cha Cha? Mm-hmm. Wow! I was there. It, was- it looked like fun. It was. It looked like. It's speaking of like oh, Central Hill Autonomous Zone. Like what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I remember seeing your your videos of the shit when it was like just starting and just being like, Whoa, are you okay? Like what the fuck? 
and seeing like how it got like i mean i i was i was i've been arrested in that precinct like i've been in that jail like i've been beaten up by what is it the 12th precinct Mm -hmm. like those fucking broadway cops like so all day long i've been like sitting here like going through like what are the first records that you saw that like inspired you and like you know all this just going down memory lane you know and like when i think what when i got into punk music i started taking acid and i ran away from home and i lived in that park what is it cal anderson park like i don't know it's like a trip to see a place get taken over and it's mm-hmm. cool but then it just goes back to normal yeah but did you hear that those uh like all those cousin Eddies that took over the Capitol, they were modeling that after the chop zone. Wow. Or so they said. They just want to blame everything on Antifa. I, <laughs> it, it, I mean, well, the, going back to what we were talking about earlier, I mean, it's like, it's just a different fold in the same cloth. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's like one side of the flag looks different than the other side of the flag. But it's the same flag. Hey, Jesse, what's your favorite gatefold of all time? Crass, crass penis envy. That's my favorite. I... I got rid of all my records. Well, I got rid of all my records, and the one I don't, the only record I have now is Crass Penis Envy, and it's because it's like the best album that there is. Gosh, I have to look it up. I don't remember that one. It's, Um. I mean, really, any Crass, any Crass album is is kind of like the best to me gatefold it turn it folds out into a poster and it was really like economical in terms of its time and like there's a whole culture that goes with their music that they've really like created and talk about manifesting your own reality uh so yeah crass well, it's gonna be cool cool i'm definitely gonna do a crass episode maybe i'll consult you on that one um, I could probably, I might be able to get you in touch. Well, I, I have a homie that knows G that I might be able to get you in touch with. If, if that, you need, that would be rad. I want to do the history of the logo and the, the magazine or the, oh my God. yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. So I need to educate myself first, but I will. Talk well, to you. I mean, I know I have to pee, but I also think that like, I have to say, I remember the painting that you made of like, is it Father Zod or? But Father Yo. Yeah. That was like a a transformative moment for me artistically. Seeing that painting. Really? Yeah, I mean it it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful painting. I don't know I mean I've seen some stuff about the guy, but like it's not it's a really beautiful painting and it was in such a place of power and like good energy that I just I just wanted to let you know that. Oh, like, thank you. Well, I was, it was a sarcastic painting about his hang gliding. <laughs> that's, that's probably, that makes it even better. Sarcasm like, out of love, right? Yeah. Oh, wait, did I ask you really quick? What was the first album cover you ever remember? 
my dad had this Joe Venuti record that is like a he's like this jazz violinist and it was on Yazoo records and it was really like geometric and bright and like I I looked it up today because I was like is that the first record cover I remember but I think it was probably that or like the mummies the 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 record covers that I remember getting like obsessed with are the mummies, trash women, phantom surfers, like the whole East Bay, like their whole anti-society that they created that was like super cool, but they were all masked. So you're like, is that person? Did you ever get into any of that stuff? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love the aesthetic. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> it's it's a fun world. Um, yeah, it is. Well, I feel bad you have to pee and I feel bad for all the technical difficulties, but I will stitch this thing together. And um, anyway, thank you so much. Um, yeah, thank you. It's so good to see you. Wow. Yeah, it's good to see you too. Okay, bye, Jesse. Have a good day. Bye, Clarita. You too. Bye. Peace. Bye. Oh, just a kid.